The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? Here come the McElroys. We've got jokes and bits. We're gonna give advice and do funny skits. Laughter it is in store. Come inside and see. It's time to start. It's my brother, my brother and me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to My Brother, My Brother, Me, and Advice Show for the Modern Era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis Allbark, no bite, woof woof, mangy mongrel dog, pwned, McElroy. Okay, I didn't know at what point in there you would be finished saying dog stuff, uh, yeah. but th- this is uh, this is Griffin McElroy, uh, rawhide, uh, flea, flea and tick medicine, heartworm medicine. Hey, can I ask you guys something? I love, I love it. I know, Already. Justin Griffin, you guys are uh, big, big financial bros. Big, yeah. You, uh, you guys yep. are Wall Street mogul. I see a lot of people, a lot of people, they're talking about the, the stocks. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Oh, and I'm so glad. That I don't notice that a lot of people talk here. about bonds so much. Bonds are done. That's bonds are oh, over. They keep delaying it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Stocks, uh, but though, so are on the tip of everyone's tongues yes, and man. lips. Finally, I think it's exciting that the like national conversation uh-huh. has finally veered into our may I say our weird <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's how I you normally really do hit it. that hit that hard our area of sort of um you know expertise this is our wheel we're in our wheelhouse finally starks yeah. Well, so I was hoping I was hoping that you guys could take this opportunity because I'm sure a lot of people are as confused as I am. Sure, because you see a lot of talk about you know shorting, and I guess longing. I guess longing is the opposite. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, my my elbow from my asshole. And so, if you guys would tell me a little bit about it. Uh, well, Trav, I was talking to my close personal friend, Mad Money's Jim Kramer. Uh-huh. Um, we were have we had a little play date for the kids uh, the other day, and don't worry, they were wearing their special helmets. Yeah, so that there was no risk of transmission. And Mad Mad Money's Jim Kramer knows where to get those helmets, uh, and the good the good ones too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't know what kind of helmets I'm talking about, like, don't worry about it. It's really only for a certain, let's say, salary level. But anyway, he explained it to me in this very helpful way, and he used GameStop as the example. Okay. And you know how when Crash Bandicoot 4 comes out, uh-huh. and you tr- and in order to get it, you trade in Crash Bandicoot three for right. it, and but the values depreciated. Yeah, you have the, to turn it, in Bandicoot three and one together to get four. But even that, it gets it's not exactly one to one, and that's something that Mister Kramer, my good friend, had to explain to me about it. Okay, um, the differential between those two values mm-hmm. is stocks. So the price difference between Crash Bandicoot 3 and Crash Bandicoot 4 is stocks. No, God. Okay. No. Sorry. Justin, it's like, Justin, can you help me? Can you tag me? I am here? ready to, I'm sending jokes out of the room. I will explain what is happening with GameStop stocks in 30 seconds. Are you ready? Sure. I'm wait, so glad wait. our show's going to stop being funny. No yeah, jokes. We're, we're only three minutes in. Though. It's a Maybe public can, service. But do some jokes. Like, I had a whole thing about Jim Kramer's no jokes. Hey, he can we do 30 shit. seconds of jokes and then pretend like you didn't do 30 seconds of jokes and go back to, like, making jokes about it? Like, I put in an effort to explain it good, but I also did jokes. So I don't see why you get to only do one of those. Okay. Um, I will. Can you use silly three, words? No, shut up. I'll okay. make three Discreet fart noises. Thank All you. Right. During my explanation. Oh, they're okay. good too. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah they better okay. be good though. All right. And it's an intro. Oh, That's don't start. A, don't start with. Don't start with one. That one doesn't count. You got to do three more. Internal. Okay. okay. In addition to buying stocks, when you buy a stock, it says, "I think this stock is going to increase in value." You can also short stocks. 
which is where you borrow some stocks and say, I think this is going to go down in value and I'll be able to uh, uh, sell it for less than it is right now. A lot of people did that with GameStop because it's a bad business. Gasping. Oh, I was gasping for a rip, wasn't I? A lot of hedge fund nerds did that with GameStop. Yeah. And a bunch of people on Reddit said, actually, what if we all buy GameStop at the same time? That'll really fuck those dudes up. Yeah. And then they all did it at the same time, and it fucked those dudes up because they were expecting the stock to go down. But because everybody on Reddit bought it at the same time, the stock price went up. So now yeah. they're mad, and the people on Reddit have money. I will credit you. <laughs> I will credit you one fart noise, Justin, because hedge fund managers losing everything is way funnier funny. than any joke that we're going to be able to do on this show funny. today. Very funny. Now, here's where my here's where that's the entire explanation. Here's what I don't know. Does this affect me in a negative way? Right. Because or it a affects me in a way. Pos- no, it does affect me in a positive okay. way because it's extremely it's funny. Super funny. It's so funny. But uh-huh. it might be less funny if I knew if it affected me in some way. That I don't know. <laughs> I bought stocks the- in Cheez-Its. Is that affected by um, this? Specifically, the food product. Che- I went to the store. I said, give me 100 boxes of Cheez-Its. I'm ready to sell them back when they increase in value. Yeah. Is that affected by this? It depends, Trav, on if Cheez-Its were part of this, uh, you know, these modern day Robin Hoods over on Reddit, by which I mean, by all accounts, just really kind of shitty people still. Uh, were they factor? Were they trying to, to Roger the big man? By uh, by buying up Cheez It stock when everybody thinks Cheez It's going to fail. Now I don't think anybody would think Cheez It's going to fail. Again, no, yeah, too big, it's a delicious, too crunchy cracker. to fail, too crunchy yeah, yeah, to yeah, fail, yeah. too zesty, too zesty. So you're telling me these boxes of Cheez Its are worthless? Mm, not not sort of um, taste. They're, oh, they're all open. I've been oh. eating out of them. Maybe to bread some chicken. Now we're talking. Oh, yeah, but I feel uh, like that's a loss of I feel like at that point I'm only getting 75% return on my cheese at stock. Um, my favorite part of this whole saga so far has been that the trading apps have shut down GameStop trading, which is, you know, illegal. And AOC was out there like, this is illegal and we are going to fuck you up. And then <laughs> Ted Cruz, famous piss pants pisser, comes in and is like, that's right, AOC, get him. And then AOC was like, shut the fuck up, Ted Cruz. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Ted. You're ruining God. it for everybody, Ted. You don't get to be on this side of it. You get to be on the wrong side forever, Ted, you fucking dipshit. Hey, AOC, if you're listening, you're welcome to come on the show anytime. Please come I, on our yeah. fucking please, show please, please, anytime. Please come on and show. I will say, I'm going to go ahead and lay it out. Ted Cruz is not welcome at yeah, any time. Ted Cruz is not Welcome See, on the show, say. unless that's... he wants to do 420 with us. And if, unless if... we can put down some plastic sheets on the chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is an advice show. I know, oh, by the way, show. I know less now than I did when we started about what happened. So thank no, you. No, that's, I, I did a, such a Travis, good job. You just, casually, job. you just casually threw out the words, somebody borrowed stock to sell it when it was worth less, and now they're mad. What does that fucking mean? They... Who did they borrow it from? When you short Why would they stock, make money? You're if betting it- that it's going to drop in value, right? Because you borrow it at a certain price, right? And then when you buy it, you're saying, I'm going to buy this later. That's basically what you're saying. And the differential between the price that you eventually buy it at and it's the price you borrowed it at is shorting it. And that's that says, this place is going down. Now, some people do that and then they're like, I'm going to join the board and fuck this place up. <laughs> right. I'm going to go, I'm going to short this stock by going in and shorting it myself, which does not seem very good. But it would does be seem like, like a good plan. It seems effective. It would be like me saying that... Um, Paul betting that Paul Blart 3 is going to be bad and then being hired as the director of Paul Blart 3 and pushing one of the cameras into the uh, swimming pool full of macaroni and cheese, which is a major set piece of the film. Right. I've, ru- I've ruined the movie myself. Uh, and uh, that was a belabored metaphor, but you get the idea. You guys know what would be so funny? 
What's that? <laughs> if anyone from Reddit is listening, it would be oh so gosh. funny. I heard all these hedge fund bros, and they were going to short sell my brother, my brother, and me. And can yeah. you imagine if you guys really drove our stock up if and like like made us like up. super yeah. famous and like really well, cool dudes? Well, maybe wait until after our IPO, which is how Jim Cramer taught me. We got to IPO. Say IPO. We have to IPO. Huh? We got to IPO. We have to become publicly traded. Like Jim Cramer's got a character. He calls the IPO hippo, and he comes on. <laughs> Whenever Guys, the Ippo Hippo's coming into the studio. <laughs> the Ippo Hippo's rolling into the studio. He says this is a great Ippo. I know a lot of people don't care for Jim Cramer, but he's a chill bro who has the good cush, and he knows where to get the good helmets for the children, so we love him around here. Unless there is a reason that we should love yeah, Jim Cramer I that we're just not know. aware of. He's got the good cush. He's a chill bro who with a good hang and great cush and cool helmets for the kids. <laughs> and has never done anything wrong. I'm going to start saying that more often. <laughs> Just laying it out. They've never done anything wrong. Blanket I acceptance. I swear to God, if you are about to tweet at us, um, d- actually, here's a thing that Jim Cramer did wrong. We probably could have guessed it. Yeah, you know. can just tweet that at Ted Cruz. Yeah, or Jim Cramer. Himself. Or Jim Cramer. Hey, Jim, just want to remind you about this thing you did. Jim, Jim Cramer's here. fucked up, probably. We've all fucked up, haven't we? Except not some people worse than others. And not yeah. like that thing Jim Cramer may or may not have done. I didn't like it when Jim Cramer was doing the stand-up and he got so racist. Remember that? I, racist yeah, I remember up. that. Yeah, I Jim remember Cram- that. Remember these, when Jim Cramer did that? These are the words. Do you guys ever think about how Michael Richards did go off and be big racist, big racist and say the most racist words on his stage and everybody started booing at him? And you could tell he ran some quick calculus in his head about what he should say immediately after. And what he came up with was, these are the words. <laughs> oh, Michael, that wasn't it, partner. <laughs> it should have been. The words that follow that is, well, I'll be going now forever. <laughs> don't worry about, the moon. Don't worry about me, Michael Richards. I'm uh, heading out. Uh, bye, everybody. <laughs> I'm departing the universal consciousness. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Does anybody know where the nearest tar pit is? Because I'm just uh, going to stroll right in. It's me, Cosmo Kramer. Um, <laughs> this is an advice show, uh-huh. as you certainly guessed at this point. And we uh, are here to help. And uh, the, you know what's funny, Guy? I feel like it. this is a weird show because this is the first one we've recorded since the release of our book about podcasting. Uh-huh. Everybody has a podcast except you. And I kind of feel like this is the time like this is the time to rest on our laurels. There's no point in improving. Yes. Thank anymore. you. I was gonna say it, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like victory lap time. Cause we like at this point, it's bad. It, the bad part is people, anytime we make any errors, people can be like, Well, you wrote the book on podcasting, and then so that is something that has only recently occurred to me. But Flip it's side. also good because it's like, hey, I wrote the book on podcasting. Yeah, this that's must it. be the right way to do it. That's not an error. That's not an error. When we said for sure that Jim Cramer has never done anything wrong, that wasn't an error. I did the book on podcasting. Mm-hmm. Although if we do fuck up, we can be like, yes, we did write the book on podcasting, but I didn't write that one part. That right. one part. Justin did that one part. That was so. a ghostwriter, by which I mean the ghostwriter of television fame. Yeah. That's not what a lot of people, we should, oh, fuck, we should have put that on the cover. That ghostwriter helped us write it. We just put a bunch of letters down, and we said, ghostwriter, here's some letters, and we threw the letters up in the air or whatever, and he arranged them into, like, words about podcasting. Um, Can I please? Please. Please. I wish you would. Coward. I recently moved into an apartment building next to an Arby's. Nice. I love to eat at Arby's. That's the end of the question. <laughs> Wait, uh, this no. is written from everyone. So, yeah, I love to eat at Arby's, but because of everything going on, um, they don't allow walk-ins. And you can't walk up to a drive-thru and order. However, last month, I saw someone bike through the drive-thru, no problem. I don't have a bike, but and I don't want to drive my car through the busy road in front of both businesses just for a craving. What's the smallest mode of transportation you think they will allow that's from Meat Seeking Mislin, Michigan. Okay, this is actually finally one we can really sink our teeth in. Yeah, until I read this question, it had not occurred to me like how silly one would feel if they lived next to, like directly next to a drive through. Are you going to get into your car, pull out of your parking space, drive around, drive yeah. farther than you would walk? 
and then like go back and park in view of the drive-through window and say like thanks again, Doug, as you go into what your about house? like door dashing it and just like as they're leaving the drive-through, just like yell out your window like hey, chuck it up. I'll meet you halfway. Chuck it up. I got a, hey, listen, I made a little rascal style basket on a rope. <laughs> Chuck it up. Why couldn't you have to? That? You have to twist those pedals around to raise it up. It's a pulley system. We've been taught, it feels, first of all, it feels like we've been talking about nothing but fast food for the last four episodes in a row. Yeah. And that's yeah. a weird confluence of events, but there's no Arby's law. Do you know what I'm like? There's Arby's best practices. Like when you start a, a open Arby's franchise, you probably are sent a binder, and that binder is like, "Here's good ways to do Arby's, and please do them this way so that there's some Arby's consistency." I can pretty much guarantee you, though, the people working at this Arby's would be willing to work out some sort of walkthrough arrangement there, with you. There has neighbor. to be some Arby's law, Griffin. You can't just say blanket statement that everything in Arby's is a suggestion. No, it's not a suggestion. Like, there's, again, there's best practices. But I'm saying if you work at I – had, I had uh, clients, as I referred to them at the TCBY, who I would, <laughs> I would mix uh, some, some of the scoopable ice cream into the milkshakes when you were supposed to just use the soft serve. Or I would blend soft serve and scoopable ice cream in one, which, like, you're probably not supposed to do. And mm -hmm. I probably cost TCBY hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, but that's my, those are my clients. Those are my people. Like, who am I without my clients? But, but Griffin, you can't assume that every fast food employee is a free thinker like you are, right? Yeah. So like the risk is, is that you walk up and you're like, it's cool. I had an arrangement with Jerry and they're like, yeah. Jerry's not here today. I'm Diane and I follow the rules. And now you're just out, you're out a sandwich. You gotta find the Patch Adams of that Arby's who doesn't play by the rules, mm. but respects the client mm -hmm. and loves the client and the client's never wrong. You know, I had a, fr um, a friend, Jason Daniel Aldridge, used to work at Arby's. And do you know that, know when that. You, yeah, when you work at Arby's, you know there's like a huge loaf of meat that they're slicing the slices of roast beef, the titular Arby yeah. um, off of. You have to wear a chainmail glove <laughs> when you're doing it. And he stole awesome. one. It's so cool. Chainmail Arby's glove. That's fucking radical. Isn't that radical. You probably you probably fight a snake with that. No problem. Yeah. He's not an issue. Especially if it's made of roast beef. Do you hey. think you could get away with Heelys? At Arby? Oh, you mean rolling through? Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, like I'm just gonna gut check this. Okay. Heelys, no. Pogo stick, no. Skateboard? Right? It has to contain you in some it, way. It ha yeah. Bicycle doesn't contain you. That's true. Bicycle, I would yeah. Motorcycle, segue, they wouldn't turn away a motorcycle. Segway is maybe about as far as as I think they would be. A bicycle is honestly the lowest. I think a Razor scooter, Razor maybe? scooter. Razor yeah, scooter. maybe a Razor. Uh, what about like a, like a boxcar racer? You know, oh, like maybe. you just finished the big race uh, with your Boy Scout troop and it happens mm. to end the bottom of the hill as an Arby's and you just like oh, coast through the drive through I know. Just run up, wait for a car to be in the drive through And when they pull up to the sign, run up and hop into that car no and say, hey, what's up? My name's Tyson. Don't freak. Hey, don't freak out. <laughs> hey, put hey. Put your phone down. This hey, can put, go your, put your phone down. This can go one of two ways. This is I'm a gun, but it's unrelated. <laughs> This could go one of two ways. Either you help me out or I will leave and I will wait for another car and I will see if they're cooler. But I'm hungry for roast beef sandwiches. Do you want a Yahoo? Yes, please. Yes, please. This, this one was uh, this one was sent in by several people. It's a anonymous Yahoo Answers user uh, who I'm, I'm going to call them Tyson asks, if you could travel to Mars, mm -hmm. who would you travel with and what's next? Oh, that's tough, man. Because okay, to Mars, who would, what do you guys think? Take? Are we staying at Mars, or is it just like a drive-by, like ooh, Mars? Uh, to Mars. I'm seeing how long it takes to get to Mars. Around seven. Thirty months. seconds. Well, okay. No, that was a good. That was good. It took me a minute to run it in my head. Like, why does that sound familiar? And then I yeah. remembered about Mr. Leto and his great music. And then I was uh -huh. like, oh, that's that's it. Right, 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 um, right, right. But it would take about six to eight months. Uh huh. Um, which is longer than astronauts currently stay on the International Space Station. So there would be like, you know, 
return trip, if, if you want to come back, you know, but let's round it up to two years. We're talking about bone density loss. And that's, that's uh, if we're going to do that, I want a fucking road dog up there, by which I mean, I guess a space dog. I think, yeah, I think space dog would be the way to go. Can you imagine a dog trying to get around floating in the air? That's adorable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kicking their little legs. Oh, that's a good boy. Fucking Elon. I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay. They have to come get him. <laughs> they have to come get him is the first one. If he Second. wants them to come get him, they mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. Second one, the ship crashed into Mars, explodes like it did in Martian. I wouldn't be out there eating my dookie potatoes like that idiot. You'd eat Elon Musk. Matt Damon, no. I would say, Elon, how's the new spaceship? coming that you're making oh, out of Mars that, rocks and he would make me a new one out of Mars rocks and the other thing is why I get back from Mars with or without Elon maybe I steal the rock ship maybe not and maybe when I come travel with I, him in your tummy when I come back I'm not gonna fucking eat Elon can you chill I'm just <laughs> saying that if it comes down to it why wouldn't you eat Elon Musk? he'll eat you if you don't eat him when I come back I will receive a stipend paying me for the time that everybody else got away from Elon Musk. And I'm not, I'm thinking I could probably scrounge up a couple milli for that service that I would provide. And I will have gone on a pretty bodacious spaceship adventure. So I think mine's the best one. Here's, here's what I'm going to hit you with. I want, how about this? Dolly Parton. Here's my logic. Okay. All right. Dolly Parton, one incredible career. Yeah. Story. Incredible career. And has going to have, so many great stories, yep. right? Stories about Porter, stories about Kenny, stories about the everybody. You know what I mean? Like all just even growing up. You know what gro- I mean? Growing growing up in rural someplace. You know what I mean? Like great stories. Yeah. And that's gonna be great. And uh, when the when the talking, when the sort of conversational fuel happens on every long trip, and I certainly would think in a space travel scenario, mm-hmm. um, you know, she could sing. Uh, maybe yeah. a beautiful song. A- and maybe we that can um duet you know what i mean maybe it's me and dolly islands in the stream that is what we are islands up in space better than a car mm-hmm. this is not a car nope it's a spaceship yep and we rely mm-hmm. on, on each, each other, other. Yeah. uh-huh because we're in space together and here's the other part and here's two more things about bringing dolly parton into space okay mm-hmm. one of them is she's led a great life and helped a lot of people and i think she deserves it i think she deserves to get up there get the distance and look down and say look at it dolly you made that that beautiful blue globe a little bit better uh-huh. a little bit bluer the last thing i would say about it is that she is pretty old so if it got kind of boring you uh-huh. know what i mean like eventually if it got kind of boring it would probably be okay soon you know what i mean like it would probably be better if i got sick of dolly parton it would probably be different than when she was alive with what, hey justin you know I mean? would you kill dolly parton what are you no, saying i wouldn't kill dolly parton i'm saying that She's an older lady, and I love her. I wish her the longest possible life. But if we're up in space, and I'm like, I'm really getting sick of Dolly Parton. You would start I, wishing for her death. I wouldn't wish for her death. But I would say nature nature don't take a space holiday is one thing that I've- Nature's uh, still doing Nature is still doing it up in space. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> hey, guys, do you don't know that. Well, she's not going to be able to get the special nutrition for older people that she needs up in space. Yeah. We're going to be living off of- you know, our dookie potatoes and the little packets of right. uh, hard ice cream and, and yeah. all that. So she's not going to get the calcium that she needs up there. Um, and I'm just saying that, like, it's not going to be, I don't know, exercise situation or whatever. But, like, yeah. I'm saying it, I'm not going to be stuck with Dolly Parton for 20 years on Mars. No, I mean, you up know? to this point, right. I think, Justin, uh, Griffin and I have been thinking about it in terms of two years. But you're thinking about it if we get We're stuck coming there. home. You want to stay there, I guess. Now, Justin, I, I would be remiss if I didn't also I'm ask. not saying I want to get stuck there. In much the same way, I'm not saying I yeah. want Dolly Parton to die. But I'm saying okay. if I do get stuck there. Uh-huh. I don't even think you know what you're saying at this point. I think I know what I'm saying. I, I hey, Griffin, I think I know what he's saying. I just don't know that I'm comfortable with the fact that he's saying it. Yeah. Um, so I want to shift to a more comfortable topic and ask Justin, 
yeah. in the event that it becomes necessary, how do you feel about consuming the flesh of Dolly Parton for sustenance? And then, and then I'm going to pivot even further away from that, Travis. And I'm oh, so he was glad. about to answer though, Griffin. Yeah, I have to I know. know. I think I would actually do. I think I do think I would actually take Matt Damon. And the whole time, I would be very confrontational. Like you're always talking. Hey, what's up, Goodwill? You're always talking shit about how you're going to yeah. do it up on Mars. Well, let's fucking see, bro. Yeah. And he'd be like, sir, I I have never said it's me, Matt Damon, the real Martian, <laughs> who would get up there and make some real dookie potatoes, and I could live on Mars, and I'm the best. I've never said that. Those are words that you're putting in my <laughs> mouth. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, Goodwill. Shit on the ground, dog. You also run the risk, though, Griffin, of getting Matt Damon in Interstellar, who is a piece of shit himself. Yeah. And that is, I would not want to travel with Interstellar. Now, if I could travel with the robot from Interstellar, forget about it. Robot pals the way Matt to go. Matt Damon in Interstellar? He is. Yeah, he's a real stinker in that flip. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I travel with McConaughey. I think he'd probably sleep most of the time. Oh, yeah, baby. Changing my answer. Yeah. Mr. Smooth himself. And I West bet Virginia. his skin tastes like jerky. Huntington, West Virginia's own Matthew McConaughey would be an excellent travel companion to Mars, except it would get, wouldn't it get a little old? Well, it, get, it would get a little sensual, I would say. And there's say. no way I'm outliving Matthew McConaughey Even 100%. The, the sensuality, Travis, would also get old after a bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like. you'd start to chafe, for sure. I don't think that he would take, I don't think that you would be pounding it with Matt. Okay, you don't think if Matthew McConaughey and I were together, crashed on, this is long term, this isn't just two years, this is like 20 years. You don't think maybe just, it's just two? It's, the question was, if you could travel to Mars and eat snacks, what would it be? And Justin's <laughs> answer was, I would kill and eat Dolly Parton. And Travis's is, I think I would have a 20-year-long sexual arrangement with Matthew McConaughey in outer space. <laughs> or or and it's 20-year-long like, like, like I'm seduction. I'm over here like, oh, lol, lol, Elon and combos. And you guys and are I, like, I, And let me be clear. It would not, it would be, well, you know, I was about to say it wouldn't be romantic, but I don't know that. But I, I think, as far as I know, Matthew McConaughey and I are both straight fellas. But I don't think that that would get in the way of just the sheer companionship yeah. and joy of human contact that we mm -hmm. would experience being together. It wasn't, that, but that we wasn't even, the, the, the question is, what's a celebrity you like and what's a food you like? And Justin's like, I want to carve Martin Sheen's skull into a fucking bowl. Yeah. And I, I would say Matthew McConaughey and chocolate sauce that we might eat off each other if it comes to it. <laughs> and I'm yeah. just, at this point, let me just be clear. It's the sensuality, really. It's just giving us something to focus our minds on other than the desolate wasteland of Mars. And it, you know, reestablishes that we're together. And also, chocolate tastes delicious. And sure, look at that six sure, pack. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I love it. Hey, quick question. Uh, given the recent quarantine, my pajama game has significantly improved. I now sport three to four different pairs that I can casually wear around the apartment and go unnoticed on work Zoom calls. Um, they're so comfortable. Nice. Thing is, I do need to leave the apartment building sometimes to grab groceries or run a short errand. My girlfriend thinks it's weird that I don't change into normal clothes to do this. What do you think? Can I wear my fancy PJs outside the house for short, local, no-driving adventures to the outside world? And that's from Stefan. How fancy. Um, my How fancy. one my one man production of the pajama game is also doing very well in yeah. quarantine. Um I've I've there's been a lot of things that you I've had to solve for. Um a lot of like how do you do Bob Fosse by yourself? Um and I've I've come up with a lot of answers to those things. Yeah. Theater is alive and well. Can, in, I, in Austin, in Texas. In my heart. I think okay. I'm trying to think of what is the complication, the difference betwixt uh, pajama clothing and what one might consider outdoor clothing, outside clothing. Correct. And it seems to me like the first thing that clicked in my head is is kind of like density, thickness of material. You know what huh. I mean? I think that could be solved for, though, with a heavy flannel pajama. Yeah. It's this is it's gonna look like fucking Kevin McAllister. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah, to buy yeah. a toothbrush. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna. This is so subjective. I don't think there's one answer to this. This is fashion, isn't it? I can't. Mm. I don't feel comfortable wearing pajamas 
outdoors, even though that is what I am wearing right now at 2.04 p.m. Central Time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, got, I got my PJ pants on. My, because I my actual Totino's branded uh, oh, <laughs> pants. But if I did leave the house, I would put on jeans is what is is what I'm saying. But that's just, that's me because I don't think I look good right now and I don't feel confident enough to do it. But mm. I mean, you know, go on any college campus, everybody's wearing jammers. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get arrested for wearing pajamas. Um, I just feel like, um, I, I just personally, uh, I just feel like what this quarantine has taught us. It's probably lots of things. So one of them is every it's every trip outside's a gift. You know, I took it for granted in much the same way that anybody else does. Now when I go outside, I take a little time for me. You know what I mean? I want to make it feel special, and I feel like. Even if you aren't into that, the least you could do is like gussy up for other people that are making like their big special trip outside because it'll be a rarity for them too. You want them to see beautiful people, beautiful fashion, people trying their hardest, you know. Um, and I think that that uh, I think it's nice to put in a little put on put on the Ritz a little bit. Now, you know Justin, I, I hear you say that, but that assumes that these fancy jammies. Mm. Are any more fancy than like jeans and a shirt? No, but you know, don't you? I mean, the, the thing about it is, I don't know how to define pajamas, but I know them when I see them. Mm. And you know, don't you? And no matter how the fabric, the material, um, there's eventually going to be a flap that makes bathroom easier somewhere on them. You know mm, what I mean? Sure. Uh, you know, you know. Because there are probably fashion jammies that are not practical jammies that you could wear. But they're clearly not, jam they're jammies one might wear to some kind of highfalutin society pajama party, but not Practical actual jammies, jammies that yeah. you're slipping into for a long winter's nap. Mm. You know? Like, mm. when, when we get invited up to the Playboy Mansion for their annual pajama party, like the yeah. jammies that we wear, you know what I mean? Those ones, those are not pajamas I would actually wear to bed. The jammies that I wear to swim in the grotto, those are not the same jammies I slip into bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're jammies right. that are reinforced in the elbows uh, and knees uh, and the back for protection from weapons. Yeah, you do always have a sort of sort of shield back there, a natural shield. It's important, right? That's... All my clothes have that. That's the thing. But I don't do that when I go to bed. Oh, God, I've just admitted my one weakness. Now people What's are going to attack me in bed when my jammies aren't reinforced. Mm, Damn it. That's how you're going to go, isn't it? Yep. That's good that you know that. Yeah. Nude, nude, totally nude. That's how I'm sleeping. Did you guys ask that? I did. Okay. Hmm. You read my. You read my book. The name of the book was What's Justin Even Doing in There by Griffin McElroy. It came out on the same day as our podcast book. That's why nobody's really talking about it. It's actually published within our podcast book. If you read every third word, that's it's, Griffin's book about what's Justin book, doing what's in there. What's Justin Even Doing in There. Hey, can we uh, go to the money zone? I love that. We've earned it, right? Yeah, please. Hey everybody, it's me, regular human being, here to talk about the money zone. Just a regular human being in my human body, and I'm gonna tell you about Squarespace, the website that all of us humans are using to build beautiful websites to showcase our human work, to sell human products, human services, and human stuff of all kinds, and to promote our human physical or human online businesses. Well, I, I think we humans can all agree that beautiful, customizable templates are important to us, humans. And everything is optimized right out of the box for those mobile things us humans are using all the time. This is so much better, Trav. You're getting, yeah. you're getting <laughs> so you. much we better. We have man. analytics to help us grow in real human time. And mm -hmm. there's free and secure hosting so other bad humans won't be able to mess with our stuff. Good. And don't worry, human friends. There's nothing to patch your upgrade ever. So go to squarespace.com slash mybrother for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code mybrother to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and tell them Beep Blorp sent you. God ah, damn, damn it, it. Travis. Damn it. Fuck. You were, you were on the finish line. Fuck.
Can you edit? Let's get it. We'll have it edited out. Okay. And yeah. I'm Biblark. Ah, fuck. Um, stamps.com. What do you know? What do you, let's ask the listener, I guess, what do you already know about stamps.com? Pause, pause, pause. Wrong. Ah, well, then we don't need to even do that. What's the next question? <laughs> we should still do we the ad. We should still do the ad. Listen, nobody wants to spend all their time going to the freaking post office. They want to spend their time going to, you know, Chuck E. Cheese, Dave and Buster's, like fun places with cool arcade games. Well, save time to go to Dave and Buster's by going to first to stamps.com, which allows you to mail and ship Anytime, anywhere, right from your computer, you can send letters, ship packages, and pay a lot less with discounted rates from the USPS, UPS, and more. Do you letters. think that there have been any like postmaster generals who have thought about like putting some arcade games in there? Just like a, even like just be, one pinball machine, really, or like one of those ass. tabletop like Miss Pac Bands. I think it would be I a would, game changer. Yeah, that'd be sick, man. And hey, while we're at it, let's just sell pizza at the right? post office. You know what I mean? Yeah, and maybe a ball pit for the kids. Whether yeah. you're a small office, just make a ball out pit invoices. out of like abandoned mail that the kids yeah, can that swim be around fun. in. Uh, if you're a small office sending out invoices, or an online seller shipping out orders, or a big, big warehouse sending out thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com handles all that with ease. It's not even a problem. You can get discounts up to forty percent off post office rates and up to sixty-two percent off UPS shipping rates. It saves you time and money. And hey, nearly one million small businesses already use stamps.com. So join the freaking wave. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk with our promo code, my brother. That's all one word. You get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage. And they're still doing that digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts are there. You just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in my brother, all one word. That's stamps.com, promo code my brother, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Hey there, beautiful people. Did you hear that good, good news? Something about the baby Jesus? Mm, he's coming back. Or do you mean the fact that <laughs> Apple Podcasts has named Santi one of the best shows of 2020? I mean, we already knew that we was hot stuff, but a little external validation never hurts, okay? Hosted by me, writer and journalist Jared Hill. And me, the ebony enchantress myself, <laughs> Travel Anderson. Santi is your home for complex conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the people, places, and things we're huge fans of, but got some anti-feelings toward. You name it, we fantai you. Nobody's off limits. Check us out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your Slayworthy audio. Dun dun. Ooh. That's supposed to be like the Law and Order sound. Yeah. So pretend that. Pretend that. Okay. All right. Dun dun. Dun 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 dun. dun. Dun 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 dun. Welcome to Law and Order Munch Squad podcast within a podcast profiling the latest and greatest in brand eating as it relates to the legal profession. We've already explained finance, and now we're going to get into some legal some legal battles here on the Munch Squad. This is a brief Munch Squad, and I just a legal brief. This is a brief munch squad, and I just wanted to um, talk about it. Have you guys heard about Subway's tuna? <laughs> huh? <laughs> that is a, that it's a delicious, creamy treat on a nice hot day. Yeah, what a okay. troubling question. <laughs> I want to say that I I am not lending any credence to this story. I'm not detracting any credence for this story. I'm reporting this story as a journalist. Yeah, who is not a journalist but an entertainer is what I meant to say. This is a, this is for entertainment only. So there is a Washington Post story about a new lawsuit in California, and there's a lawsuit against Subway. Subway has tuna, and Subway's menu says that the tuna is flake tuna blended with creamy mayo, then topped with your choice of crisp, fresh veggies. Sure, sure. Okay. So according to this Washington Post report, the ingredient billed as quote. Tuna oh, no. for the chain sandwiches and wraps contains absolutely no tuna. In fact, uh, according to the lawsuit, it is, quote, made from anything but tuna. Now, hold on. Hold on. Based on an independent lab test that revealed the so-called tuna is instead 
a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna, yet have been blended together by defendants to imitate the appearance of tuna. An attorney for the plaintiffs, however, declined to specify what it is. Uh, only that's what not it important. Is, well, only what it is not, which, again, is tuna. Thank you to Grub Street, by the way. I'm, I'm reading the Grub Street report because Washington Post had a paywall on this important journalism. This um, is, I would argue, quite important journalism. If there are people out there thinking, I could go for a tuna sandwich from Subway today. This is maybe the most important journalism that has ever existed for those people. It can't be anything but tuna. Yeah, no, no, no. there must Every, be a line drawn somewhere. I mean, we're all made out of stardust, aren't we? So technically mm. there's a little bit of tuna everywhere. In all of us? There's yeah, tuna. Every breath you take, there's, there's like a little bit of tuna. Like a Julius Caesar's tuna, tuna. club that he had. A Julius Caesar tuna burp. At least one molecule a little bit of that. in there. It's got tuna flavor, right? So it's got to have some well, sort Griffin, of- Well, Griffin, everything but tuna would imply that if there is flavor there, it is artificial tuna at best. But that's still t- t- tuna. Is you know it? what I mean? If it tastes- People have been eating this for a very long time now and in great quantities. And the fact that nobody's ever taken a bite out of it and been like, this isn't fucking tuna- Makes me think that there's probably some tuna in there. Or if not, is a close enough sort of simulation of tuna. That was no skin off my nose, baby. There's also, though, the I, I like that there's this possible history in which somebody, like, handed somebody this at Subway HQ. And they said, what is it? And they're like, well, take a bite of it and you tell me. And he said, bite was like, well, this is tuna. And like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you before in case you didn't think it was tuna. <laughs> Wait, now but are you why curious? wouldn't you tell me it's tuna? It's tuna, right? Well, do you think it's tuna? Yes. Yeah, that's all that matters, okay. baby. Great. No, but do tell me, is it tuna? Well, what do you think? Tuna. No, I think it's tuna, but is it? Well, the important thing is, what do you think? <laughs> the important thing is, you think it's tuna. Tuna is in the mouth of the ba- eater. <laughs> hey, um, hey, Doug, I- you're fired. Yeah, no, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, that, I get it. I get that, but do still sell this, though, okay? Um, the... Uh, Not because I made a deal with a dark god to make sure as many people consumed their flesh as possible. What's um, that, Doug? Don't worry no, about nothing, it. Nothing. Are you guys? You guys want to know what Subway says? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is simply no truth to the allegations in the complaint that was filed in California. Subway delivers 100% cooked tuna to his restaurants. Well, there you go. Which is mixed with mayonnaise and used in freshly made sandwiches, wraps, and salads that are served to and enjoyed by our guests. The taste and quality of our tuna make it one of Subway's most popular products. And these baseless accusations threaten to damage our franchisees, small business owners who work tirelessly to uphold the high standards that Subway sets for all of its products, including its tuna. Given the facts, the lawsuit constitutes a reckless and improper attack on Subway's brand and goodwill. Yeah. Subway will vigorously defend itself against these and any other baseless efforts to mischaracterize and tarnish the high-quality products that Subway and its franchisees provide to their customers in California and around the world. Subway intends to fight these claims through all available avenues if they are not immediately dismissed. Now, okay, if I may. Uh-huh. That is um, a very long and forceful rebuttal of the charges, correct? Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. I was stirred. My soul was stirred. Right. We all feel very confident about that. It's a, it's a really long way of saying no. It's tuna, though, right? I mean, if it's just tuna, <laughs> it seems like my statement as Subway would be no. It's tuna. Just check. <laughs> it's definitely tuna. But it's like. So full-throated, I don't know who they need to sway to convince that it's definitely tuna. Now, t- okay, to be fair, Just though, Justin- Just have one piece of printed out paper, <laughs> and someone's <laughs> holding it, and they're a scientist, and the scientist says, the facts are in, and as you can read in this printout, it says here, it's tuna. But imagine if you're Subway Justin, and you have had to more Subway than- Subway Justin. Subway Justin. <laughs> one of my great characters. And you have more than one- 
once had to respond, no, it's tuna. And think about how on like the fifth time you've had to say that out loud, you might just break and write like a five page long statement, right? Like it's fucking tuna. What are you, what's going on? It is tuna cannot be overstated. <laughs> this is tuna, baby. On a scale to z- from zero to tuna, it's tuna. Now, it's so wild, though, because if it, there's one of two options. One, it ain't tuna, which is wild, yeah. right? Or somebody was eating it and they're like, this ain't tuna. I want to sue them. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to court. I did, I'm doing a lab test. I'm going to invent a lab. I want to find a shady lab that'll say this isn't tuna. <laughs> yeah, so this is get a- Bob's lab. Um, thank you so much for dropping this off. I did lose the sample, but I tested something else and it wasn't tuna. So assuming this isn't settled, which I mean, in my uh, layman's brain here, looks like Subway ain't giving a fucking inch on this one. No. They're not going to write a $100,000 check to these people that say it ain't tuna because it's tuna. This is going to go before a judge. And I feel like the judge is going to get a couple of days in the proceedings before he's like, okay, everybody just level with me. <laughs> Is this tuna? Is this tuna or not? We can be in and out of here, guys. Just tell me, is this tuna? Hey, Mr. Subway, take a bite of it if you're so sure it's tuna. Uh, No, thank you. No, we we can't eat. I'm allergic to tuna. I can't eat it. Is it possible? Because they point out in their response that there's all these like franchisees, these like independent business owners of the franchise, that maybe the lab just went to one specific one who maybe had run out of tuna and were waiting, and they were just like, "Ooh, we gotta just put some crab stick in there or something. We just gotta serve them something." There was no hey, that's what I'm saying, upgrade. Subway, is throw someone under the bus. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what they're gonna do anyway. Time to, I guess, buy. Subway stock. I need to call my. I need to call Jim. Do you want a Yahoo? Yes, please. Uh, wait. Can we take one? Uh, just I just need to take a brief pause. Okay. It for an exciting sponsor. The, the Disney Plus Network has paid us to run the audio for this trailer that has just come through, oh. and I need to share it with you guys. Oh. Just the audio. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. I gotta cut you. If you can't be great at hockey, it's like don't bother. I want you to think about all the other kids who've been told that they're too small or too slow. They just want to get out there and play. Let's start our own team. All we need is an ice rink. You lost? So if you're looking at red skates, that's up front. Tell me the underdogs are gonna come through in the end. You gotta make this happen for yourself. care so much because you care did you see that oh my gosh nothing but that was crazy British men's basketball that's right folks the mighty ducks game changers Gordon's back. The Ducks are back. Our show will be about nothing else from this point forward because the Mighty Ducks are back. March 26th, write it on your calendars. I know we'll be excited. We got a promo code for Disney+. Plus. It's just 14 sevens. Hey, Justin, uh, are you... Um, in a row. Are you, are you okay? just shilling for the show now? I, I, so I thought you guys wild. would be so excited about the return of, of Mighty Duck. Well, it's just, I'm so heartbroken that you're not thrilled. When you play audio from a trailer for us, first of all, you know yeah. we can't see it. And a lot of the times... There's... I'll point my camera at Hold on, let me turn no, on my no, camera. No, no, listen to me. Let me finish. I'll text you. Let something. me finish, though. Something funny in the audio happens where it's yeah. like... But then they didn't realize that he's a he's a chimpanzee in a person suit and we're like Haha, good audio <laughs> that audio was just like where's the skates <laughs> and it wasn't it didn't it wasn't funny to me do you know what, what i mean you... or inform it wasn't funny or informative it was mostly just loud sort of timpani drums and there and was a moment cut. where I thought Martin Sheen was talking, and now I'm thinking that it was maybe Emilio Estevez who's sounding more and more like his father. Right. I think that's what it was. I texted you a picture of Emilio Estevez, yeah, so you know that he's I mean, in I'll it. look at a new picture of Emilio Estevez. <laughs> he's looking great. You better be Gordon's back. Yeah, no, And I hope we see him out on the skates. He looks fucking awesome. Hey, can I yeah. just say, um, if 
if the kind of end of Gordon Bombay's career after Bombay, catch- there it is. Yeah, I had Gordon Shumway in my head for a long time. Me but that's too, Alf. and I didn't oh want to say Shumway because no, that's Alf. But if the end of his career arc is he owns what looks kind of like a dingy ice rink, this is a depressing story. Well, he's making a comeback. That's why how many comebacks can Gordon Bombay make? As many as it takes. As many as he needs. This one's going to stick, huh? Probably. Um, okay, I have a Yahoo here, and this one was sent in by lots of people, and I'm very excited to read it. It's from Yahoo Answers user I'm12, who asks, in parentheses, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Do you think the part where Darth Vader told Luke he was his father was part of the script, or did actor David Prowse just throw that in, and it was so good that they just wrote the story around it? I mean, that's <laughs> it, right? <laughs> that's it. That's the t- tale I've heard. That's fucking a great thing to think about. Well, you see that all the time, right? You see clips from like The Office or Parks and Rec, right? Where they're just throwing out these like improvised one-liners and they're like, oh yeah, that's gold, that's gold, that's gold, keep it. And they were doing that on the Star Wars set all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, Originally, the line was supposed to be like, hey, either do it or don't. I don't want to hear anything about trying. Yeah. And Frank Goss kind of fucked it up and said like, oh, do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> what? What does that, that even was mean? nothing. Guys, I fucked it up. I said all the words wrong. And they were like, oh, no, no. Actually, we really liked it. We're going to go back and re-record all of Yoda's lines so yeah. that he talks that way. Yeah. Yeah. Job of the Hut was originally supposed to be like, hey, what's up? It's me, the cool worm. Yeah. But, the, but then the actor in the big suit... Was they so like, drunk? They were like action, and he was like, bah, bah, and they're like, Oh, you're okay? And he was like, And they're like, Whoa, this is good shit. Let's yeah. use it. I I heard that they didn't tell uh Mark Hamill, right? They told him it was uh, that, what did they tell him? Oh, that that uh, that Obi Wan Kenobi had killed his dad. That that's what it that it so it said in the original script, right? Yeah. And then they sprung it on him in the moment. Yeah. Like Luke, I'm your father. Actually, I'm your father, yeah. Luke. What would have been so cool is if Luke, if Mark Hamill had been like, nah, no, what? Fuck, fuck you. No, you're not. No, you killed my idiot. father. Come on. Do you mean to say that Obi Wan Kenobi killed my dad? Because that's what I feel like you're saying. <laughs> that oh, why that explains <laughs> why in the moment, if you watch the scene very carefully, right after Darth Vader says, "I am your father," Mark Hamill looks straight at the camera and goes, uh, "Is someone going to call cut?" That, <laughs> that is a mistake. Now my I understand why that happens. Now it's in my script. It says, "Now I'm going to laser cut you, big boy." So, like, I don't know why you said something different. This, this just says, how about a forced sandwich? Which okay. never made any sense to me. <laughs> how about a forced sandwich with extra lightsaber sauce? Boom! <laughs> and then he kills every... and then he kills me. I love in every Star Wars movie and TV show, someone has to say, how about a forced sandwich? Yeah, well, it's like the yippee motherfucker of the Star Wars universe, right? Like, right. you gotta work it in there somewhere. And it's so popular that that explains why even <laughs> even um even mando fett said it in the new mandalorian when yeah. when like somebody stole his kid for the 18th time and he was like i'm gonna get that kid back again and they're like oh mando and he said yeah how about a four sandwich and they said that doesn't really work here mando fett and he goes hey you're a four sandwich and they're like we'll work on it do you guys think this is a thought exercise if we if we did um, a t-shirt that said "How about a sandwich" on it. Do you think we would get sued? No, man. All those words are free. <laughs> yeah, it depends you on if you capitalize ta- F in force. That yeah, no, nah, we capitalize the S in sandwich. No one will see that coming. I just oh fucking love the idea. First of all, all of his lines were dubbed in by James Earl Jones. It was a different actor and voice, so I'm not even what? sure the logistics of how this would work. <laughs> but I like to think David Prowse could have said anything. He could have said literally anything. But I do like the idea of him just being like, "I'm your dad," and then he slowly, like, <laughs> side eye looks over at George Lucas, who from his chair is like, "Yeah, yeah all right." Let's that do was it. just an idea I had, George. If you want to keep it, that's you good can. stuff. Real good. Real good. Uh, hey, give me like four or six weeks. I'm going to rewrite 
everything. I'm four or six hours. I'm going to rewrite everything. I did just a Google real quick, and apparently it was intended from the very beginning because Darth Vader sounds a lot like Dark Father, which is fucking a way better name for that character. (laughs) This is Dark Papa. (laughs) This is Dark Father. Hello. Hey, I'm Shadow Dad. What's up? What's up? I missed a lot of soccer games. Uh, hey, are you, you look hungry. You want a four sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I don't make them like your mom does. I'm sorry. I can't be your mom. I can't put it back together and cut it into triangles. I cut it I in can't half. put anything back together. We've made that very clear, okay? I'm sorry, but I'm here now. Do you want me to toast that? Vroom, vroom, vroom. Toasted. I know me making those sounds with my mouth didn't toast the bread. I can't beat your mom, okay? I'm sorry. Now this is pod racing. No, dad. Okay. No, dad, it's not. You're making a pod racing sound with your mouth. <laughs> Why didn't Darth Vader say, I'm your father, and I, if you would let me, I would love a chance to do <laughs> And if you want to go toss the ball around, I happen to have these two gloves with me. Yeah, that's why he tossed the lightsaber to him and cut off his hand. He thought he was trying to. He thought he was playing catch. It oh shit! It, it would literally be like if Dad was a stranger to us and then kicked in my door and pointed a gun at me and said, "Come work at the radio station." And I would be like, "Who are who are you? What?" Well, the original scene was there was actually they edited one word out, which was "I am your father," and then he cuts off the hand and said, "Whoops!" And they're <laughs> like, mm, "That might be oh, that might be confusing about his intentions there." Ooh, okay, let's just cut the whoops and make it seem like he did it on purpose. Uh, um, movie history, huh? Gives me classic, chills. It gives classic, me chills to think. Classic, about it. classic movie history. And thank you so much for listening to our podcast. My brother, my brother, and uh, me. We hope you, well, I had to pause yeah. to remember the last part because uh, we wrote the book on podcasting. Hey, uh, I want to tell you about a book. Uh, the Bible. Uh, uh, what? The good book. No, oh. a different book. And it wasn't even one that we uh, wrote. Oh. Well, I wrote a little bit of it. Um, it's called Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. It's by Laura <laughs> K. Dale. It is a collection <laughs> of different um writings on video game p- characters butts uh there's lots of different contributors like myself i wrote a piece um that is i think the weirdest thing i've ever written uh about seaman's butt and whether ah, or not nice. he has a butt okay uh if you if you google things i learned from mario's butt you'll see the link on unbound where you can buy it it's on i think you can get a kindle edition on amazon wherever wherever you can find it it's out on thursday uh so uh check it Check it out. I think uh, I've I've looked at it and read it, uh, especially my part, because there's a little picture of me, uh, and it's adorable. But uh, the whole book's great. I think you'll really enjoy it. Speaking of books, Everybody Has a Podcast Except You is out now. You can get it at bit.ly slash macroypodcastbook. Uh, also, very exciting. Uh, we're doing a Taz live show, a virtual live show on February 19th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. It is both virtual and interactive. Uh, we are calling it, uh, we kind of nicknamed it Choose Your Own Adventure Zone. We're going to reach some moments where you will help vote on what the players will have to do in character. Uh, we're going to be playing Honey Heist with our guest, Erica Ishii, who is amazing, and we're super thrilled to play with her. Uh, tickets are $10, and you can get them over at live.themacroy.family. We've also got some new merch, as this is a new month. We've got a boy car pen of the month that's designed by Zach Sterling, and proceeds from that are going to benefit No Us Without You, L.A. No Us Without You is providing food security for undocumented back-of-house staff and their families in Los Angeles. Uh, there's also the Taste of Luxury stemless wine glasses, which are so cool, and a Taste of Luxury shirt designed by Kevin Budnick. And uh, the Candle Nights video on demand is now up for sale. It's pay what you want, and all proceeds will still go to the Harmony House. So make sure you check that out over at macroymerch.com. And the Adventure Zone Crystal Kingdom is available for pre-order. Just go to theadventurezonecomic.com. That comes out July 13th, 2021. Don't wait. Go pre-order it now. Um, thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great shows there. Shows like Stop Podcasting Yourself and Judge John Hodgman and Story Break and a whole bunch more. All at MaximumFun.org. And you can check out all the shit that we do at McElroy.Family. There's a new uh, Monster Factory that went up uh, last Wednesday that is, in my opinion, one of the fucking funniest episodes that we've done. I loved it, guys. Crusader like, Kings sincere. 3 is 
It's, it's so good. It's very, very good. Thanks. We're very excited to keep playing that that weird game. Uh, yeah, that's all at MacRoy.family. Um, I think that's it. You want the you want the final? Uh, yeah, I love that. This final Yahoo was uh, sent in by the wizard Ben Cant. Thank you, Ben. It's Yahoo Answers user. They are also anonymous. I'm gonna, I'll just call them. Uh, I'm, I'll, I mean, I'll call them. Susab asks, okay. "Why is, is there a section for dogs here? There aren't that many dogs who use Yahoo." <laughs> <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been My Brother, My Brother, May Kiss Your Dad. Square on the lips. Okay, that was the show. Hope you had some fun. Talked for an hour, and now our job is done. Go back into the world, face the day ahead. Please don't tell our grandparents all the cuss words we said. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned, audience supported I'm Jesse Thorne On the next Bullseye, we've got the one and only Ted Danson We'll talk about his new show, Mr. Mayor About Cheers And about the secret to success in comedy I mean, I I feel like one of your signature comedic moves At this point uh, in your career is gazing uh, you do a lot of interesting gazing. <laughs> I also love this. Gazing. I love that. And if I'm not, I'm going to start because that's great. That's Bullseye. Find it on MaximumFun.org, NPR.org, and wherever you get podcasts. <laughs>